Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? The beaches are opening in some states. The sun is shining and the bushes need to be tamed. And that's why Manscaped is here to ensure that your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming. And they've changed the game with their perfect package 3.0. That is a kit that comes with the Essential lawnmower, which is a waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquids to round out your manscaping routine. They got the Crop Cleanser. They got the Crop Reviver. They've got everything you need to basically feel right and look right for the summer. And so for right now, if you subscribe to the Perfect Package, you're going to be getting a new blade every three months. And you'll be getting two free gifts, which is a shed travel bag and some high-patented high-performance, reduced-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. I mean, you're getting that for free on top of the Perfect Package 3.0. So if you want that, 20% off, free shipping, you use the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com, and you'll get all of that. That's the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping, and the two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. That's manscaped.com, promo code THEATHLETIC20. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable, the most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Welcome to... Anything is potable. The live experience after the Celtics' first scrimmage. Basketball is back, folks. It's exciting, and I'm your. I got. I got so flustered. I didn't even tell you who I am. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard from the Athletic, and I'm joined by Celtics beat reporter, also from the Athletic, Jay King. And we both just. You're actually that- flustered right now. I am. I am. I haven't done this in in a long time. It's a recap this- of a basketball game. But I'm saying, I think you're flustered by the live people watching us live. That definitely changed. This it, is the same exact format we do to record every show, but but people are there, and you're you're not ready for the moment. You know what? I'm not ready for the moment. Just as the players have to adjust to not having an audience, now I have to adjust to having an audience. And so we're going to do the best we can. So Celtics lost this one to the Thunder, 98-84, to 84, uh, a tale of... Two different halves because the Celtics starters did not play in the second half whatsoever, and it got a, a little bit less interesting as everyone just kind of rushed to be on the uh, Trayvon Waters bandwagon. But we'll get to that. I think the more importantly, uh, Jay, is wanted to know what your thoughts were on the on the first half when the actual players uh, actually played. Uh, the Celtics' defense sucked. They were not good. Uh, the, that was my major takeaway was that they still have a lot of work to do. Obviously, they've been – really good at protecting the paint all season, even though they're really small. And they've been pretty good for the most part at defending even the biggest centers. But Steven Adams had his way. They did not stop dribble penetration well at all. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had a number of drives to the hoop where he went unimpeded. Uh, Daniel Tice let Adams spin to the baseline. There was no help. It was not a good showing from the Celtics defense. The we sh- we shouldn't overreact nope. to this. Nope, we're going to overreact to it. This means they can't beat the Sixers in the playoffs. They can't deal with a big man. We should not overreact to this, but it was it was not a good showing from the Celtics defense. Um, 
it was it was nice nice to see basketball again. It, it's so good to see basketball, and some things, not even the coronavirus world shutdown can can change. Marcus Smart remains Marcus <laughs> Smart. He's still going to chuck threes, and he's still going to get steals. That's like what he's going to do. Missed his first five threes, had three steals over his first 14 minutes, including one where he just faked out the entire Thunder team by pretending he was going back on defense. <laughs> it was a classic Marcus Smart performance, kind of a classic Ennis Cantor performance too, double-double, even though he wasn't totally mm. impressive. And never looked great, but just like was there for a lot of time, like putbacks and things like that. Yep. So some things never change. Some guys are just predictable no matter what's going on. And then Robert Williams comes out of nowhere and shoots a bunch of jumpers. So I don't know where that came from, but I don't know. I don't know what we could read into this game because you're right. The defense was not great. The dribble penetration uh, was pretty... uh, the Thunder basically got to the rim pretty easily, and that, that caused uh, Tice to help, and then you just had Steven Adams big in the middle. You would imagine that, like, defensive rotations need to improve and that, like, they need to learn how to talk. That's what, you know, Scal picked up from Jay Laranega at halftime via text. Uh, I love that move. Um, but It was a great know. move. Let's talk oh. about the viewing experience for a second because it was weird. It, it was – we got – Kemba Walker had to wear a mask on the bench. I, I'm a big mask guy. Like, <laughs> g- give me safety, give me masks, give me all of that. But it's so bizarre that Kemba Walker had to wear a mask, even though if he'd been playing and been sweating and breathing on guys, he would not have had to wear a mask. Well, it's the, it's the same thing with them socially distanced bench seats. Like, they're well enough to be without a mask playing against each other, but they and when they sit on the bench, they have to be separated and, like, their own weird, like, Dr. Evil gaming chairs. It just, it, it's very weird. The presentation was weird. I thought Gorman and Scal did a cool job because like Gorman, he just set it up front. It was like, I'm not going to talk. I just want to hear what it's like. And that was the perfect uh, kind of way to do it. I was like, it's insane that they still played crazy train before the game. Like I thought that was uh, ridiculous, but it was just you like an the odd- TD Garden bad soundtrack was going to go away. But no, I, no, they had to come back with Crazy Train to start the game. And do you think like any of the players were like, "Nice, Crazy Train"? This feels like basketball. Like it's an absolutely <laughs> just like ludicrous decision. But it like it just felt like summer league to me. And I can't tell if it like the intensity will go up as the games start to matter more. But it was definitely weird gym, kind of quiet gym, hearing a lot of squeaking on the floor. But did anything know, all- that happened in the scrimmage change your mind? I thought it was interesting, the Brad's rotations. So he had the starters, and then the three guys who used in the second half were Brad Wanamaker, Semi Ojale, and Ennis Cantor. The first half. Got, yeah, the first half. The half that matters, sorry. That mean, makes me think that like those guys are uh, higher up in the rotation than the Williamses, who we've been talking about as like the kind of the breakout stars. But it makes sense to me as like Brad tends to rely on more veteran players, and like those are the people he thinks of as more trustworthy that Shemi, Wanamaker, and Cantor were the first guys off the bench. That's like the only thing that stuck out to me is like, okay, now we get a sense of what the what the pecking order is. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that's going to be the pecking order forever because obviously there's not much separation between Shemi Ojale and Grant Williams. Obviously there's not much separation, I don't think, between Ennis Cantor and Robert Williams. Obviously Ro- Brad Wanamaker is the one backup guard 
they're going to consider trusting in the playoffs. I think that's been pretty clear all season. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't – I didn't think anything – like there wasn't a young guy that stood out for making obvious improvement. Like Grant Williams hit a catch-and-shoot three. He knocked down a three. Nice, but he has made threes before. Grant Williams, contrary Not to popular to start belief. a season. This is a new season. He's started one for one. It's better than one for 25. I thought Tremont Waters had some moments where he looked pretty good, but Tremont, like, he's had some He always has those moments where he looks pretty good, and then he still can't really shoot that well. Yeah, so. Speaking of not being able to shoot that well, uh, the young guy, the the hype train has been up him. People getting gassed up all week. Uh, Meaty thighs himself just did not knocking down, which are open shots, which I've seen Carson Edwards make. He just didn't, I don't know what it is, but he didn't look great. But, like, hold on. We're getting way too much into the second half. We're talking about Carson Edwards. Let's rewind, rewind, go back to the first half. We talked about the defensive struggles a bit. I thought it was interesting that Brad went to zone just because, you know, we predicted that. That's an, uh, anything is potable exclusive that the Celtics were going to play zone. But what do you think about the Celtics offense? Tatum had uh, a lot of shots, not many points. Um, you know, he, Tatum only had three points. He was one for six. Jalen Brown had nine points. He was the kind of only one who was consistent. Marcus Smart at eight points, Hayward seven. I thought the offense kind of fell into the – there's not any, like, great looks. Uh, there's some hero ball. Or, like, Tatum took a long two. Hayward took some bad shots. The offense just didn't look like they're in rhythm. Not too concerned about it because it's their first game back, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, they're really they're really great. I thought Jalen Brown knocked down that cool fadeaway to start the game, but that was pretty much the best offensive highlight for the Celtics in the first half. Yeah, there was uh... – there were a few moments where they had some nice ball movement. I thought Marcus Smart driving kicks kicked off some of those. Um, Marcus Smart had a couple of nice passes inside. Gordon Hayward did too. Like it wasn't a totally total zero from the Celtics offense. I wasn't surprised with some of the stuff. Like Gordon Hayward very rarely forces shots. He forced one like spinning shot in the lane. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen very often. The Celtics are typically going to be more patient, I think. But it's the first game in months. So I, I wasn't surprised by that. And I certainly wasn't surprised by them missing shots because this was the longest guys have been without playing. And even if they did find ways to play pickup, it's totally different when you get in a, a real NBA environment. So I wasn't surprised by any of that. But yeah, it, it wasn't like a crisp, crisp performance the defense has some work to do to get ready and like there's not much time to get ready there are three scrimmages and then it's right back into games that at least somewhat matter and then it's just eight seeding games and the playoffs are here so teams that don't come back like on it on it don't have much time so the Celtics there's a sense of urgency for the Celtics to get sharper and, and start picking things up before we get to more takeaways from the Celtics scrimmage, I want to take this time to offer you guys, small business owners out there, an opportunity to advertise with the show. We're going to be doing live shows after every Celtics games, and we're going to have loads of useless observations, maybe some meaningful observations. If you want to sponsor a segment on Anything is Potable, feel free to reach out to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash podcast ads. To again to advertise on anything is potable to sponsor the rain and junk segment, go to www.theathletic.com slash podcast ads. Other than general rust and like not being crisp, was there any like things of concern 
or so, like something that a player couldn't do. It just felt like it was the first time they played basketball in a while. The Thunder, I think, just had a little bit more talent, played some of their starters more into the second half, and that's why you had the them kind of uh, win the game in the end. I, but I don't really know what we can take from the second half. It was close in the first half, but both teams didn't look like amazing. It wasn't amazing basketball. It <laughs> it certainly was not amazing basketball. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously you're not going to react to the results of – what is essentially a, a meaningless game. I think Jason Tatum in particular didn't look super aggressive. Like, I, I don't know whether he's above scrimmages at this point, but <laughs> he certainly wasn't looking for his offense the way he was in February and March during games that matter. Um, I, what, you're, what you'd really be concerned about is if someone came back out of shape if players came back out of shape, nobody did that. The Celtics all all looked to be in pretty good shape. It was just more of the the trivial detail matters that they screwed up on tonight. So I don't think there are any real concerns. I didn't think there were any real like. There's no for, reason to be celebrating though. There's no like, oh my god, this guy has suddenly it, changed and it was as boring. Everything. It was as boring as the first Celtics basketball in four months could have been. I felt like I felt. Like if Tatum had gone off, if Jalen had gone off, if anyone had gone off, it would have been like, okay, there's something to talk about. If one of the young guys had really showed out, it would have been something to talk about. If, but I mean, according to from my my looking at my Twitter timeline, people are thinking Traymond Waters is the next uh, starting point guard for the Celtics. They're just I thought it was going to be Romeo, who apparently was uh, had an illness and did not dress for the game. Uh, I thought Romeo was going to be the hype train, but it all really. The Celtics energy, this the fans of the like Celtics, they they bounced back immediately. Immediately talking trash about Cantor, about how bad he is on defense. Uh my man Stuhl Greeny calling for a Brad timeout during a 12-2 run. Like there is this immediate tropes. And you know, another one is just getting really excited about Tremont. But like the fans were in midseason form. The fans were in midseason form. Some of the reporters were in midseason form. I was actually on the phone with Adam Himmelsbach today, and I said, I guarantee. B Rob points out something, but it's it's not going to be among like the starters. He's or like the the Celtics best player. He's going to point out something basketball minutiae that that someone developed over the offseason. <laughs> sure enough, Daniel Tice makes a, a great move to the hoop, finishes with a little little layup, and and B Rob said that wasn't something we saw much of before <laughs> the NBA shutdown. So I, I want to give myself credit for predicting that. And give yeah. B-Rob credit for uh, pointing out the, you know, knowing what was in the game, his arsenal. Apparently, uh, Time Lord also became a, a, a knockdown jump shooter. I just, I don't know if it was because of the personnel he was with out there or he just really has been working on his jump shot, but he took way more shots from the mid-range than I've ever seen him take reasonably. Yeah, I mean, he took three mid-range jumpers, hit two of them. I don't think the Celtics want him to do that, no matter if he's good at it, like only Kevin Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> and like guys who are really great at that shot should be shooting that very regularly. Um, but it happened and he made a couple and the Celtics should probably hope he never does that again. He did have a dunk from Grant Williams. Grant Williams with a, a nice alley-oop pass. That was one of the things I kind of expected out of Robert Williams did not expect this shoot. I remember Summer League, I think it was his second year of Summer League, 
And the first game, he took like four jumpers. And Jay Larinaga, <laughs> or whoever was coaching, was furious. But he made them. What are you going to tell Tom Lord after he makes two jumpers? He's got to. He's got to keep shooting them, I guess. But then no, you know, no, he does not. <laughs> well, that's no, weird. So that's weird. Not. Why are you playing Time Lord in the minutes with the scrubs? I don't want to call them the scrubs with the second unit. You just call them the scrubs. I, they're the the players who did not play in the first half. Like, aren't you the, trying the scrub to get according to Jam Packard? Why are you playing Ennis Cantor over guys who you might want to get more experience playing against better competition? Like, why is Ennis Cantor? It's a scrimmage, man. It's a scrimmage. It is the first scrimmage. There were only 20 minutes in the first half. It's a shortened scrimmage. So, by the way, by the way, huge fan of the 10 minute quarter. The game goes by like that. I'm I'm full for adopting that for a scrimmage like that. It was nice because no, I'm there was full time, full time. Why not? It 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 pops. It goes. You're in, you're out. That's basketball, baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what convinced Brad to pick the three guys he did, uh, but I do think that Robert Williams and Grant Williams will get chances to work their way into the playoff rotation. Those those guys are not out of the playoff rotation just because they didn't play in the first half of a meaningless scrimmage. The Celtics starters weren't great together. But obviously they're missing Kemba Walker, but they uh, they weren't great together. Let's let's just say that. And so, do we expect Kemba to play on Sunday against the Suns? I'm not sure. They said it'll go live during practice tomorrow, which is Saturday. So I doubt he'll play Sunday versus the Suns, based on the fact that they've told us he won't go hard two days in a row. So, so they might just keep him out just for practice. They're not even going to let people see him. Well, that's too bad because, you know, that's one new thing that we could learn. But I feel like we've done this for 15 minutes. There's really not much more we can say. Andre Robertson. Andre Robertson. That was a cool moment. That was probably the, the coolest thing that could happen during a meaningless scrimmage in the Orlando bubble is that Andre Robertson, after 180 games out of the Thunder lineup, Finally came back and was pretty good. He blocked Javante Green. Chase down block, yeah. Of Javante Green. Javante Green never gets chased down. Javante Green (laughs) jumps himself free of people. He does not get chased down blocked. Robertson chased down blocked him. So it was was cool to see the Thunder give him the standing ovation. It's obviously been a long, long road for him. It's been, seems like forever since since he played a game. And I'm sure to him it, it seems a lot longer than that. So a lot longer than forever. I'm I'm not sure that that's an actual thing, but it's infinity, man. That's why you basically describe the concept of infinity. I mean, the, the other thing that will impact the Celtics is Sabonis left the bubble from the Pacers to deal with plantar fasciitis. Go get, uh, you know, a, an opinion from a specialist. He'll be out of the bubble at least for a little while. He'll have to quarantine when he comes back. The Celtics, Obviously, they probably want to avoid the 76ers in the first round. Pacers and 76ers tied. Missing Sabonis for the Pacers would be a big deal. So that could really impact the Celtics and their first round matchup. Yeah, and we got Woj back. This is Woj's first uh, first tweet after getting suspended for telling a U.S. senator to fuck off. So um, it's good <laughs> to have Woj back. It does have an He didn't impact. say fuck off. He said, fuck you, right? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, he said, yeah, fuck let, you. I'm sorry, let's, too. Let's get let's, this right. 
the great senator, I believe, from Arkansas or Missouri, Josh Hawley. Uh, but Woj is back. He reported that. I think that is big news just because it makes it more likely the Celtics play this, actually the Pacers in that first round. Um, and if they don't have Sabonis, the Pacers are a, a trash team, a joke team. Like they're, I don't even, I still think there's like very little chance they had, like could beat the Celtics in a series, but without Sabonis, um, I think that's a, a cakewalk for the Celtics. Ooh, and calling it a cakewalk, but I, I'm not like plantar fasciitis isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Big man, big man in feet, bro. Not. Big men in feet. He left the bubble. Now he has to come back. He has to quarantine. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean that's that's fair, especially with the quarantine and stuff. He he could be out for a while, but it, that's not a an injury that should keep him out for the entirety of the playoffs or anything like that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, any any last observations? Useless observations? If they if uh, any junk from you, Jay, before I, I pretty, pretty much talked about all the nonsense I had to talk about. L- let me pull up my notes here. I had some notes. Um, Apparently Gordon th- Hayward has a mustache. I didn't see it, but people were talking about it. It must so, be a wispy mustache. Cause I didn't notice it either. I didn't notice it whatsoever, but I saw mul- multiple tweets about it. Didn't notice it at all. I, the only other thing note I have is like when they do behind the shooter mode, uh, like it was a two K uh, vision and there's just a big giant video screen there that's pretty creepy that's like the biggest reminder that this is just like we're in a weird simulation the other ways with the video boards like i guess it was okay gary washburn our man our reporter on the scene tweeting out videos uh like i guess during breaks they're just like playing images of like the city of boston i was confused about who those videos are for and like what is the general audience for those things it was just a weird thing and then during like during the game it was like the second quarter and there's a free throws at the, towards the end of the second quarter it was pretty quiet in there it was pretty they're not fans there is not crowd noise it was kind of bizarre like it was still basketball but the, like the intensity definitely wasn't there i don't know how much to blame it on the scrimmage or how much to blame it on the the bubble but it's probably both but it's this was an, it was an odd basketball experience it was um one thing that i put in my notes that i think could matter like Celtics all season long have kind of been trying to figure out a way to play well when Jason Tatum is not on the court. The first group of subs played with Hayward and Jalen. So maybe that will be the look that Stevens intends to try moving forward. The Celt- like the Celtics, they've been outscored when Tatum is on the bench this season, which is very weird for a team that's been as, as good as they've been. So that that's I, something they need to figure out. I had that in my notes too because it was like they and then they immediately called a play for Jalen in there, and I was like looking and thinking, oh, Hayward's going to be the main facilitator here. I don't know how much we can judge that rotation though, because how much does it change if Kemba's still on the team? Does he become the go-to guy when Tatum goes to the bench? That's why you would like want to see Kemba in the game just so you can kind of like figure out the rhythms of those things. But I don't know. I think it's just going to be like a relying on Kemba to be able to get right, and so. I, I thought that was interesting too, how they they brought on the three subs and then kind of did a switch of the starters, um, and they they call the play for Jalen immediately. But I don't know that, that you would think Kemba would probably stay in the whole time once Jalen goes to the bench. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see on that one. Uh, my other notes: Ojale takes a charge. Not surprising at all. Nope. Shimmy Shimmy out there taking charges. That's kind of what credit he does. credit to Javante Green to taking a charge in the final two minutes though. That's that's the high effort charge. That's the charge you don't need to take. That is, oh yeah, 
he's trying to get himself into the rotation. He's trying to earn some minutes. The scrimmages are not useless for a guy like Javante Green. Um, and he's also trying to stay in the NBA beyond this season. So, yeah, that that was that was a good moment for him. Um, I, I got two final scal moments. First, uh, when Tremont was playing, Mike Gorman, the legend, was like, so, you know, Tremont's got a real chance to play some NBA minutes. And Scal was just like, yeah, I don't see that one happening whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like completely just rejected the idea, but did it as nicely as possible. I thought that was uh, commendable. And then Scal coming on with a Dr. Robert Leonard hair ad. I just didn't, I didn't expect to see it. You listen to enough sports talk he's in this had, town. He's had a million of those hair ads. Is he a hair guy? I didn't know he had hair issues. Yeah, that, that's been years, Packard. You are with, with Dr. Robert Leonard. Junk. This is as junky as it gets. Yes. Scal has been a spokesman for Dr. Robert Leonard for a long time now. Well, I didn't know. Maybe that's that's a testament to the services of Dr. Robert Leonard because I didn't see Scal and think of him as a hair guy. This is the first one. I worked in sports radio. I used to put in my used to job used to be stay from the midnight shift to 6 a.m just putting in new ads. And you don't know how many Dr. Robert Leonard ads I put into the WEI system. So I was taking it back. But apparently, you know what? I don't have my my pulse to the, the grindstone of a men's hair needs. That's my bet. I apologize. A few other plays that I took down in my notes. There was one play when Cantor got stuck on Chris Paul. And you could kind of see the Celtics as a unit kind of say, oh, fuck. And but then almost, Chris Paul is passed out of it, right? Because they, they almost all, like, immediately sent a double team. If the Thunder got a wide open three pointer in the opposite corner, but it missed. So, and then Cantor had a put back on the next possession. So that was like a very Cantor sequence. Or shortly thereafter, had a put back. Um, what else did I have? The weird zone. The weird zone. It wasn't like a normal zone. They were. They were out there just messing around in that zone. I, it was I like liked, a matchup zone. It was it was bizarre, but why not? I, I appreciated the look. If 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 life gives you weirdness, lean into the weirdness sometimes. Um, and then I felt like the one thing I felt. Eh, I'm not even gonna say it. I'll say <laughs> why it. not? I'll say it. the one Let's thing I it. felt like might be a little different than normal. Like Grant Williams just really hopped into that three off the dribble handoff. It felt like he was more reluctant maybe before. But I, I'm reading way too anything. This is the shit that I do not want to do, and I just did it. We're doing it, baby. This is where we're overreacting to doing a live post-game show to a scrimmage in the bubble where the starters only played in the first half with 10-minute quarters. And that's that's just beautiful thing. The basketball is back, baby. We're overreacting to everything. Tremont Waters is going to be a new starting point guard. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, clearly Tatum sucks because he only scored three points. What other hot takes do we have coming out of this? I had the, the one last play that I put down in my notes that kind of cracked me up. Brad Wanamaker absolutely missed Jason Tatum. Wide, wide open, open. A wide open Jason it was, Tatum. It was one of the most frustrating non-passes the Celtics have probably had all season if the game had actually mattered. Tatum was wide open. Wanamaker ended up hitting a three on the same possession. Totally redeemed himself. But you only because Mark, no, Mar- Marcus Smart had to take a three and then like get the rebound and do some crazy pass of it. Yeah. But you cannot miss Jason Tatum wide open. That is, you got to find Tatum if he's butt naked as he was on that possession. <laughs>
and you cannot miss anything is potable after every Celtics game as they return to the bubble. So Your nerves you, have calmed calm down a little bit. You were so, yeah, you you really I was were shook at the start. You were I was shook. shook. You were rattled. I saw those numbers come up the top. It's like, oh, live viewers. And so I was shook. But next time I won't be. You know, I'll be ready for Sunday. And uh, so please subscribe, share, share the link, tell your friends. And thank you for listening to this episode of Atlanta Sports